Hello, Stephanie. Hi, Heather. I see you. I know. <laughs> I know. This is so fancy. This is fun. But, of course, we might not share the video, so people just have to pretend that they can see us right now. Maybe we'll get high tech enough to figure out how to share video along the way. But um, it's nice for us right now to be able to see each other, and I think it'll help conversations. Could see your facial yeah, I, expressions. I think that'll it'll maybe let's see what a difference it makes in our conversation. I know it's just going to blow people's minds. <laughs> and hopefully the sound quality to be better. Hopefully we won't get dropped all the time. It's going to be just so great. So this is something we haven't really talked about, but neither of us were aware of anyway, because who was marking days on a calendar, but we did find out we've been doing this for one whole year. And according to um, the notes on it, or looking back through the archives or whatever they're called, um, it says one date in one spot and another date in another spot. So I was like, oh, okay, well, beginning of March sometime. That's what we know. There. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have, um, we couldn't do one last week. And so this puts us at this being our 47th episode, which by the way, is my favorite number. Oh, really? I don't know why. It's just always come out of my mouth. Like when you're just randomly saying a number like, oh, 47. I did it 47 times or yeah yes when i exaggerate so um 47 episodes is a lot for one year like that's it really is we didn't really take many breaks yeah and it, it i mean which is surprising because of how we're doing it and how we just do it when we can and if we're sick or otherwise occupied we just don't we force ourselves so i know i think it's a huge accomplishment and I look forward to the next year. We've been talking to some guests who we don't have dates on yet, but I think those will be really good conversations too. And um, I just wanted to go over all the guests. We don't have to talk about each one's project or anything because everyone can go back and listen, but just to make people aware if they missed any of our fantastic guests. Um, <clears throat> These are not in the perfect order of when um, we had them, probably, but um, our first guest was the lovely Ann Emig, who now has probably been mentioned in the Hardy podcast more than any other person. Probably close to 47 times. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and... Um, and got on and talked a little bit about her listen life coaching that she is doing. Um, and we continue to encourage people if they're, um, especially if they wanna do creative projects and they just feel stuck or they're where we are with it just not being a lot of time, but still wanting to jump in and do something. She's really good at helping people find their strengths and figure out what they wanna be doing. So um, we had Anne, we had Deb Rogers, our old friend Deb from blogging too, um, otherwise known as Deb on the Rocks. And she had come out with a book, Florida Woman, which if people haven't read yet, yay, they should go pick that up. 
and it was a beautiful conversation. You have your puppy right there? No, I said. Oh, you have your copy. Have copy right here. Not your puppy, but you could have your puppy right there. You know what? Speaking of the puppy, she's sleeping, but she'll probably bark soon. And yeah. side interruption, I did listen to our first episode just because I was like, wow, it's been a year. And yeah. in it, I give a disclaimer that um, we may have dog barking. <laughs> and so we did give a warning in the first episode. <laughs> and then there's like so many episodes where we're like, sorry, that's my dog. But yeah, I love I love any doggy sounds. Yeah. So we may hear her. Okay. We all know that already. We all know there's going to be dogs in this podcast. Sometime we're going to pick them up and put them in the video now that we uh, have mm -hmm. a video thing going on. And I've got these headphones on on top of glasses and I can't say that it's comfortable. I'll figure it out. I mean, I feel like I'm pretending to be on a radio show, but it I suppose that's kind of what legit. pod. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right, and then we had Maggie Ginsberg, good old Maggie, who I share a sobriety date with, and we did talk about that in that episode. I should have written I loved down your episode. Yeah, I loved that episode too, and it is one of our most listened to episodes. Um, and we talked about sobriety and writing and all sorts of things. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We have been um, mostly talking to like OG bloggers that we knew, that's how we know each other, and just kind of seeing what they've been doing since those days, which is super fun. People are doing really great things. Sometimes I'm just blown away by it. Um, I love when people do those um, gatherings of what people are doing um, on Facebook or something, like, hey, OG bloggers, update us on what you got going on. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, people are like making movies. And, you know, just all kinds of things because I don't keep up with everything. You know, you just don't see everything. Yeah. So we had endless amount of guests to have on in the future. And I love having guests that are not necessarily, like, super well-known in the world, um, maybe yeah. in pockets of the world, and just featuring um, the work they're doing. Those so, are my favorite episodes to listen to of other podcasts. Like, yeah. you know, because sometimes you'll see, like, a big name and you're like well I've already heard most of what they have to say and I know that's not always true but I love finding mm -hmm. names that I don't recognize yeah yeah me too um, and then we had Casey Coombs which was um, another one that was listened to widely and shared widely and uh, for good reason she was so honest about her struggles with mental health and addiction and she was just leaving for treatment and so that was um, a really unique episode um, it was a tender and, time we gotta have her on yeah. for an update i know i was just gonna say that that it would be really cool i it, across social media she looks like she's doing really well and i would love to hear an update on everything um we had taya dunn johnson and that was um, in this past year we lost my brother-in-law to alcoholism and it was right around that time and Taya talked to us about grief um, has such incredible knowledge about grief and her own grief stories and that is another one to check out there was Riley Worth who is um, a friend of mine since elementary school who 
um, was home visiting this last summer and we just very impulsively got in the car and recorded an episode on the phone and it was complete with garbage trucks moving garbage and wind blowing out at the park where we were sitting and um, it was just a it was really interesting he had a lot to say about women and podcasts and wanting to listen to women and it was just um, it was just really cool it'd be fun to have him on again he, every summer when he comes to visit he might have to do an episode yeah, yeah. Um, Pamela Dayton why don't you talk about Pamela Dayton I keep talking yeah, no, that Pamela was a Dayton. great episode. That one was, I think, just Pamela and I did that one. Um, and, you know, we're both parents of trans kids, so that's, you know, a piece that we spoke about a bit. And then, um, you know, she's in the ministry and her whole, you know, transformation there and the ways she's, um, I don't know, her perspectives are so interesting. That's an episode It's really hard for me to describe unless you've listened to it because mm -hmm. I feel like we went, like, deep immediately, you know, which is what we all, what you and I like to do. But it's mm -hmm. fun when the, um, the guest just goes right there, too. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed listening to you, too. Um, and same with Rebecca Wolf. Um, yeah. That was another one that was so honest, and she had her book coming out and um, had lost her husband after almost getting divorced, um, and then he had cancer, and she tells the story, which is her memoir as well, but um, just an incredibly talented writer, that woman. It was a pleasure to have her, uh, as well as Adrian Jones, who I admire greatly for... I don't even know how to describe her ability to um, to keep really good boundaries about losing her husband to suicide, um, yet write about it in a way that's healing for her and I'm sure so many people. And she, um, just so many, so many profound things to say. So many threads here of grief and loss and warrior people making it through I mean yeah. all of their stories just really blew me away yeah and isn't it um, interesting how you know we were all back in those blogging days together 15 10 years ago or whatever and it never fails that something big has happened to each person that we talked to over that time and that's kind of kind of why we stuck with the what was it like what happened and what it's like now in asking the questions and just to see how much people have been through and how much they've grown and then what creative projects are, are being born of that or have been born of that. It's been really cool to see. Exactly. We didn't even know that would happen. So, um, and then we had Kristen May Chase. You should probably talk about that one a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, her new book, um, which why can't I think of the name of it right now? Oh, the Graceland about is the, going to Graceland. But yeah, about going to Graceland. It's uh, what is it like a thousand miles to Graceland or something? A thousand it's, miles to Graceland. Okay, or okay. Like that. Oh my gosh. Oh, we're, like we're my terrible. Mind. My brain. Yeah, we'll figure it out before um, we hang up. But Kristen um, is such a delight to talk to. Um, 
well, and she's like podcast professional and has been, you know, she like never stopped in the blogging world. Yeah. So, um, she's definitely a joy to talk to and her, just to hear her process of, you know, pitching her book and how long she worked on it and how much she edited it and, um, and just the, the whole entire story is, um, so inspirational. Love her. Yeah. I'm so and excited for her. Yeah. I'm watching you, her oh, success. My window is making it funny, yeah. but there, a thousand miles to Graceland, I'm showing you. a thousand miles to Graceland? Yeah. It's, yes. It's we got head. it. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. We got it. We got it. We can't be expected to keep everything in our brains, but we figure it out. Um, that I think that's everybody that was a guest. Um, and then there's been you and me talking about whatever is weighing on us each week. Well, and then I did, I did one with my uh, best friend from. Oh yeah. Yeah. Germany. Yes. And, um, Somehow I missed that one. I, well, I didn't go over look through, so I wasn't keeping yeah. track of who you just said, like if yeah. you might be missing. I could um, be missing someone else too. I tried but, though. Uh, that one, I'm really thankful that we got on tape or whatever you call it, you know? Yeah. Yes. It was really special for me. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any favorites? Uh, of our episodes? Yeah. You know, I, I really like off the top of my head, I loved our episode with Deb. Um, I loved our episode with Taya. Um, mm -hmm. I really liked that one I did with Jenny. Um, it was just because like we needed to be making time to like connect. And so it was wild that we chose to record it, you know, but why not? Um, uh, what about you while I'm, while I'm going? Yeah. Through? Well, I, there have been several with you and I that mean a lot to me. I don't know if they're like mm -hmm. the favorite things people would love to listen to unless they're <laughs> in a hard place and want to feel seen. Yeah. But there, there's, there's been a lot of crying and I have absolutely no issue with that. I, I think that's when we've gotten to the best stuff. And so I probably love those things the most. Um, I love when we talk about our uh, similar backgrounds and what we believe and think now and um, you know just the the ways we have the skills now to see if something is dangerous for us and you know just I think we've grown even in the last year just talking about all of it on this podcast and um, being able to have you say or not even have to say that you understand exactly what I'm talking about has been such a gift. Um, and then all of our motherhood stuff too, and all the, you know, just trying to feel like we're getting something right. And we have really been, um, I know we were in a text conversation, a group text where you said something like reporting live from the trenches or something like that. Was that right? Is Do I remember that right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, and then that, in that text conversation, Anne said something like, that's exactly it. That's exactly what you're doing. And it, 
it always reminds me of, um, you know, showing the process, like with any creative project or, or writing or like someone's creating a painting or whatever it might be that if they're vulnerable enough to show you, um, the difficulties and the beauty in the process while it's happening instead of just showing you the finished project. And I always feel really proud of that. I feel like we've been doing that a really long time, even before all of this. And yeah, I, and, yeah. go ahead. I think, well, when we, before we even started, I remember just having like this little worry that I I was just like, how much am I going to be comfortable sharing? And mm -hmm. I remember feeling like I, wa I wasn't sure how much I would say even about um, what I believed, like really, because mm -hmm. I was afraid to kind of like admit a lot of my doubts about the Bible and Jesus and God and all of that because I was just thinking who's going to listen and through the podcast it made me feel more confident and um, just made it so much easier to just talk honestly you know mm -hmm. because if I was holding back that's going to hold me back from that growth too you know I mean and also I didn't want to be misleading um, and like maybe letting on that I believe something that I don't, you know, or like while mm -hmm. I'm in the process. And so it, I, I just remember that being a little bit of a hesitation for me and also mm -hmm. about like what, how much am I going to share about my kids, you know, and yeah. like about my life now. And it's like after divorce and that's hard. And there's things that, you know, sometimes it feels like it's just squeezed out of you. You have to release it and then. Um, oftentimes the, those times where I feel like, Ooh, did I overshare or am I, I felt comfortable sharing it, but I wondered mm -hmm. is someone else going to hear it and think I was oversharing, you know, like I yeah. was fine with it, but I wondered mm -hmm. is someone else going to be like, Hmm, if I were her, I would have kept quiet about that or something, or I don't know. I, I can't really think of anything specific, but often mm -hmm. those are times I will get those, it, those private messages, you know, yeah. and and it's so it's like keep going you know and also I check in with myself after every time we record and I just want to make sure do I feel good about that do I feel good about what I said because if I you know we could always edit if we needed to but I love that we hardly ever have to edit anything out because mm -hmm. we're just being raw and real yeah and um, I'm really proud of seeing that growth because yeah. I see that in my everyday life too when I'm talking with people at work or whatever I feel like I am more authentic and that's who I that's where I want to be you know I, yeah. I'm wanting to be a performer and people pleaser all the time and that's, that was my the costume I wore forever you know and like just mm -hmm. to know that to be able to see like we have um, proof of or evidence of a growth is awesome it is it is and I just have to say <laughs> for a moment that I am just loving being able to see you right now while we're having this conversation. I mean, you know, just your your facial expressions and your and your um, hand gestures while you're talking, and it just makes me so happy. So I'm glad we have this. I'm glad we have this newfangled way to talk to each other. It's not like we couldn't have used Zoom or something, but this is an all-in-one. You know, yeah. we don't have to do a separate Zoom link and all that. So that's awesome. Yeah, we're um, bare bare basic. Yes. 
Yep. Which also I'm proud of us for not quitting or giving up because it wasn't like the most professional or whatever. We kept going. I love mm -hmm. that because that's who we are. We're messy and or I'm messy and like yeah, me you too. know, it doesn't have to be perfect because literally it doesn't. You yeah. know, like I I'm I'm very happy with our process. Me too. Me too. Our lack of process. Not <laughs> your lack of a process or a lack of ability or whatever it is, but we are good at the talking part, so that's what's most important, right? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? What do you have there? Um, so we have Dutch Bros here, which is, yeah. I don't know what states have this, but it's like a yeah. coffee drive up place. And that was a Holly Jolly Rebel Blended. <laughs> what? A Holly Jolly what blended? A Holly Jolly, it's Holly Jolly Rebel Blended. So it's Rebel, I think, is kind of like an energy drink thing that they put oh. in it's like a it's like a slushy freeze it's like a pomegranate vanilla that they did at the holiday times and so i i got oh. one i i was like feeling like i needed a nap and so i was like i better go yeah i did take a nap that's why i, I was wonderful. the last I minute yesterday good I, I got one yesterday and it like was like i had a really great saturday yeah good that nap. yeah Okay, I also wrote down a couple of quotes from the last year. Um, I just sort of flipped through Instagram because we have a lot of quotes on there. Um, and there are a lot of them. And we do have some in show notes as well. Um, kind of got out of the habit of doing that. I was, I was putting a lot of quotes in the show notes and then I just sort of forgot. Because <laughs> that's what happens. But um, one of my favorite things, Steph, that you have said... <clears throat> You can exhaust yourself by chasing the light that isn't there yet. There are seasons of darkness and we have to learn to wait for the light. It's always coming back. It's just one of my favorites because you can exhaust your your you can exhaust yourself by chasing the light that isn't there yet is kind of the main thing that really hit me in the gut when you said it because I think with our backgrounds, one of the things I think we're trained to believe is that the light is always there and that we're just not turned towards it or we're not looking at it or for it. Um, and there are times that we have both experienced where that's just not the case, that it is very, very dark. And whether that's with struggles with depression or going or grieving or just going through really difficult things, um, in those moments, we can get so tired trying to convince ourselves to just have a better attitude and see the light. Mm -hmm. um, and Chin up, you know. Yeah. To be depressed. Yeah. So you gotta. You you can't just be like, oh, I'm too blessed to feel that. Mm -hmm. I gotta move on. No, that's dangerous and actually causes more problems. Feel mm -hmm. it while yeah. you have to feel it. We gotta feel yeah. it and address it and name it and and make friends with it and just be like oftentimes it's part of you or your inner child that needs to be told it's safe you know mm -hmm. or it's not actually when you address it it's not as scary or some not as much something you want to avoid but if you don't even give it the chance like you just you know drive on by it and think you know yeah I'm gonna look to the positive um it catches up 
Right. And I think there's kind of a metaphor of sorts in that, like how I trained my kids to sleep um, when they were small. And, you know, we so quickly want to get them to the point where they're going to be cool on their own to sleep so that we can, you know, have a few hours in the evening or whatever. And that by the third child was not at all my priority. But <laughs> when Miles and Asher were little, I'm like, I had the white noise and the little lullaby that played that put Miles to sleep. And they had, I gave them each their snuggly blanket thing to, to have comfort when I'm not there. And I always had a, I was going to say a flashlight. I always had a flashlight on them. No, uh, you know, nightlight mm -hmm. or, you know, the hall light is on and their, and their door is cracked open or whatever. And I'm like, you know, I thought about this over the years, you know, it probably would have done them a service to just close the door and let it be dark and let them get used to that's night. That's how you sleep. And that there's a chance you might not be able to have a light on in a dorm room someday when you have a roommate or just these different things that we kind of set them up for because we're trying to take such good care of them. And I think that's so much the same with what we're talking about. Like, before we even give ourselves a chance to learn to have these feelings and just be in the dark and let it hurt, we're fixing it or numbing it or doing all these different things. And um, as a person in recovery, I definitely can see that over my lifetime um, of just running from those hard feelings. And it took getting sober for me to have to learn these tools where like, okay, I'm going to shut the light off and nothing is going to get me you know, the way that I fear that it's going to. Um, and further into that metaphor is that my kids still could have known I was there, you know, like it wouldn't be like, lock the door, shut off the light, it's pitch black, you know, but if they were uncomfortable with something, they would have been able to call out for me. And I, I guess I think of that as kind of my relationship with my higher power too, that I am never, I'm never alone and sometimes that my higher power is packaged in so many ways could be my husband it could be my kids it could be trees you know and um, reaching for another person in those times is you know what you learn to do instead of keeping all the lights on so I just will always love that quote and I'm so glad it's it's on Instagram so that I can never forget it when I scroll through. Um, Anne, of course, said a lot of um, really helpful things when she was on, and um, I loved this one. This is the rest of our lives. The judge in our head will be there the rest of our lives. It's our relationship to it that can change. Anne Imig. I just really loved that one because it's so true. Like I can't get, I can't get, I have the whole committee in my head and I'm never going to be totally rid of that, but just to be able to, it was on a podcast lately too, and I'm not going to remember which one, but um, just like who you're giving seats at the table and then who you're moving around to what seat, like, okay, you're not in charge of this meeting. 
Yeah. Well, I know Dr. Becky talked about that on one of the We Can Do Hard Things episodes because that's why I was reading that Dr. Schwartz book, Internal Family Systems, because that's what IFS Mm -hmm. is, basically talking to the people around your table. Yes, that's what it was. and, And like, you know, taking notice and maybe taking their questions or their concerns and being like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, got someone over here else doing that job. You can sit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or just that they bring something up that you can acknowledge, but not give so much weight. Like we don't have yeah. to talk about this the rest of the meeting because it's okay. Sometimes all you have just have to say is noted. Okay, now you can yeah. quiet down now. <laughs> I say that to my anxiety. Okay, noted. Got it. That uh-huh. I'm good. So. um And then another quote from you that is a favorite of mine is, if we have less resistance, we will have less pain, which kind of goes back to the the other quote from you, you know, exhausting ourselves, trying to chase the light. But if we just didn't, if we just didn't resist, there'd be a lot less pain because we get in our own way when we do that. Mm -hmm. So that's my little, I don't know, recap that's not a recap that's just like you know some of my favorite quotes but recapping who's been on has been fun and um is there anything else you want to say about the first year of writing threads turned hardy podcast (laughs) i'm just really glad we kept going and you know like i said i've i've really i'm proud of our growth and being willing to just be you know, real and imperfect. Yeah. Um, Cause it's almost been like a oral therapy, you know, like yeah. just um, sharing. Um, yeah. That's what it's been like for me. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm thankful. Yeah. Yeah, I am too. I'm thankful too. And now let me ask you, even though I didn't prepare you at all, so you, think fast um what are you looking forward to to talking about in the next year like do you have certain things that you've been kicking around or like writing down like hey we should talk about that on the podcast um while you're thinking about that i will answer it so that you don't have to just be immediately put on the spot okay um some things i think we've maybe mentioned talking about and then we just haven't gotten to it yet are um digging a little bit more into the caregiving thing of the sandwich generation thing um and kind of like we've talked about it a little bit but i think it's something people our age are really kind of um hungry to hear more about just feels like it doesn't get talked about that much and it looks different for everyone some people are super involved with their aging parents and some people can't be like we've talked about before with your distance with your family mm-hmm. and i don't think there's any right or wrong and i think that's really why i want to talk about it is that i don't you know people do often see what i'm doing with my parents and they're just like feel really guilty. I don't, uh, you know, you know, like they just aren't doing what I'm doing. And, you know, mine is a pretty extreme level. It's not that common, you know, to 
move your parents in next door so you can take care of them and um, and I think there's a multitude of healthy and unhealthy reason, reasons why I do such things. Um, and so I think that would be a really good topic and I'm sure we could find someone um, that is going through that or has gone through it to talk a little bit more about it and give us another perspective. Um, I also think it's really important to talk maybe even here and there about addiction and sobriety. It's another thing we just kind of touch on because it's a part of life and a part of my life in recovery. Um, and there, we do have, uh, we know a lot of people who are in recovery. Um, I, I think it's one of the things I've noticed most over the years since we stopped is that there have been many um, people coming forward to say that they've gone to treatment or that they've quit drinking. Um, it's a pretty large number of those of us that were in that writing world together at that time, which doesn't surprise me at all. I think, you know, it's everybody is affected by it, but I think that would be another um, good kind of here and there topic with different people who you know, like Maggie talked and K Casey talked uh, about those things. Um, but I'm thinking of people like Lori White, um, who is an incredibly talented person and has the best social media pages to follow because she's so <laughs> follow Lori. Yeah, she's so funny. But also just her writing ability, her editing ability, her, I don't know, her grammar ability. <laughs> but I think, uh, I think Lori, uh, when she speaks of her sobriety journey, she's just, it's just beautiful. So I think that would be a really good one. Um, and when our recording didn't work, we tried to record to each other last week and then my audio was just so terrible. It couldn't even be used, <laughs> but, um, but you had talked about, um, getting um, Laura Tremaine. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you want to talk a little bit more about that, um, friendship discussion that we would like to have. I, I did respond to you, but I think the, what I realized while I was talking to you recording was how much there is to cover about friendship. There's a lot. And I feel like that's going to probably be definitely something I'd love to explore over several episodes. Um, and, and we can maybe be inspired by um, Laura. So Laura Tremaine is, she was Hollywood housewife back in the day, um, you know, did list them and all the, the, the same conferences we went to and everything. And then I've always, you know, she's great on sharing on social media. She did, um, she used to be part of the Sorta Awesome podcast, which was an early podcast that I used to listen to. And then she did smartest person in the room and then 10 things to tell you she wrote a book share your stuff and she has a new book out the life council and part of the pre-order bonus uh for the life council is you get um, access to the secret tapes which are secret like closed uh private podcast episodes that she recorded with subjects in her book and they go they go deep they go right there and they talk about some hard things and 
her book, The Life Council, is like 10 friends every woman needs. And so she kind of like goes, categorizes the different friends. And then in the secret tapes, she kind of goes through each one, like her business friend, you know, or, you know, your, your friend from work, um, your friend that you've had the longest, you know, childhood friends, different things, friends you meet later in life, um, and the different roles that they play. And I think it's, a, it's fascinating conversation to me. I've had, because I know in the past I was often like the connector friend, you know, um, that, you know, I like to match make all the friends or like include everyone. And so back when like I was early blogging and still lived in Northwest Indiana, I would just like, I'd find all the local bloggers, you know, and try to arrange a play date where we'd all go to the park at the same time. And it was like, the more people I could invite, the better. And I think that some people probably would have preferred it to be less people. And I was just afraid to leave anyone out because I thought if they see me blog about being at the park, you know, <laughs> they might be like, why wasn't I invited? You know, and mm -hmm. that's like how anxious I was about it. But also I found that I think that was a way that I was, you know, having distance from getting too intimate or vulnerable with people is because I would just, you know, make sure there was a lot of people. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and I definitely found another interesting thing that I'm learning about myself now is I have the personality type that is susceptible to being attracted to narcissists and that's not just I think like a lot of people think about being in a narcissistic, narcissistic romantic relationship but it's very common in friendships mm -hmm. and I definitely have had experiences that I didn't even realize until like now I'm looking back like at friendships that I'm like I'm realizing the the hold it had over me and where often I would um I guess probably because I would second guess my intuition so much that I would just assume these friends would know better for me than myself. And there were so mm -hmm. many times that I didn't listen to myself because I was listening to those friends that I just assumed wanted the best for me. And they might've, but there are sometimes some manipulative ulterior motives that I know, like I can see now looking back and you know, they're, I think I always felt like everyone should be your friend and I've learned over time that no you don't have to be friends with everyone it's okay it's okay to like be friends with someone and then stop being friends with them mm -hmm. it's okay um, I recommend it because uh, you might or take a pause or a break um, yeah. because I have found that um, while to, I guess no one likes a breakup, you know, and I guess with friends, if you're not like dating or living together, why can't you just be friends and acquaintances and just, you know, it be on the side, but sometimes you do need a break, um, like a real and examine things. And anyway, so there's a lot to discuss about that. Yeah. Um, and like friendship now for me is very different because where I live, I don't really have in-person friends and so I I know that that's more common these days with for for many people especially if you've moved or gone through things or a divorce um, there's just so many so many parts to it so mm -hmm. I think that could be an interesting discussion I also um, 
you know, want to talk more about, you know, the trans issues and everything. Maybe I feel exhausted right now just from the latest news and everything. So part of me has been more quiet. Um, mm -hmm. I did post like on my stories when Luna and I drove up to Portland, she had to get her Lupron shot, which is a hormone, um, blocker or whatever her home hormone therapy. And, and so she's so open to like answering questions and everything. I kind of opened up some questions and some people asked and that was fun. And then I kept getting more questions and I just shut down and they were like positive, like really positive. Mm -hmm. And Luna was excited to respond and I'm still going to have her, but I found that I just, it was very overwhelming to me, like just mm -hmm. to do even that little bit of question and answer in my stories. So I realized, oh, I got to take this in little bites because it's really overwhelming. Um, so that's something and I think that's going to be I think there's a lot that's going to be happening in the next few months and over the next year that mm -hmm. we'll want to stay on top of but I would love to continue to share my experience as a parent of a trans kiddo um, because you know it's part of our life yeah yeah so was that on Instagram that you the question and answer yeah. thing Okay. And, and I, I did that. put it in my highlights. I okay. put it in my highlights. Um, and then I will, we will answer some more and cause Luna was excited about it. But like I said, it was just like, even, I don't know what it was. It was just like, it took a lot of energy out of me. Yeah. And you're, you said it was more than you thought it was going to be right. Like more yeah. questions than you thought and that. Oh, not, not too much more, but there oh, was, okay. I mean, well, and here's the thing. We want to be really honest and open, but then, you mm -hmm. know, we got hit with the question of uh, how does dad and family respond? Mm. And I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> and Luna was like, I'll answer that. No problem. And I'm like, hold on. I need us to really sleep on this maybe a whole week before we like we're, if we're definitely going to respond, I really want to take our time and respond mm -hmm. in the right way because um, the answer is, um, you know, good and bad for both. Like it's been positive and negative on both fronts and, mm -hmm. um, it's really complicated, you know, yeah. but also that is something that I want to be open about. Um, yeah. Does it feel weird to like when people say how, how is it with the family or old friends or whatever? Does, is part of it the hesitation that you don't really, like you know where they stand based on your experience for the most part, but speaking for someone else, mm -hmm. when you could get a response from them that's like, actually, you know, I've come a long way or, you know, or, or yeah. you know, or just like, no, I never said anything like that that should make you feel that way. Is that part of the fear? I don't know because like for Luna she's like I think for me I feel like well they could change like or the things might get better and I don't um I don't I don't want to speak for anyone and also when you're speaking about negative behavior or disappointing behavior um or hateful behavior about someone else it almost feels um 
what's the word slanderous <laughs> you know yeah however mm-hmm. if they're if it's true I mean it's yeah. hard and like for Luna and and so the thing is like I'm thinking okay the bridge has already been burned you mm-hmm. know like I think that's and I'm at the acceptance part of that and like and so for me though I think I'm not so sure that the bridge has already been burned but for Luna Luna's like oh yeah they're even if they change it's too late okay um and so that's kind of her mindset and yeah. I'm okay with that you know yeah. and at first I was like it's very disappointing but I get it mm-hmm. and so I think by really watching her and and kind of just like listening helps but I guess I also want to just reach the people that haven't been written off by their relatives or their loved ones yet to Mm -hmm. do it before it's too late you know like because it can be too late you know what what can be too late I just I just want to make sure Uh, I understand what you're saying say uh you know, like if they're not being accepting of name pronouns or, you know, like we got oh, the okay. whole, let's agree to disagree, you know, yeah. I can't say the name or the pronouns. It goes against my beliefs. Um, I believe the Bible says this, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so like, there's a lot of people that are in that camp and mm-hmm. I'm saying, and I do believe there's going to be more education. There's going to be more, more people coming out that's going to start making people actually question themselves more Mm -hmm. um and so there is going to be there people are changing people are evolving for sure Mm -hmm. but you may if you don't if you don't start looking at it looking at your heart right now if you're feeling those things you are going to lose those people okay i I got what you you know what i'm saying yep so i think that's why i feel like i do want to share about it because um also it is part of Luna's story is part of the loss, you know, that we feel, mm-hmm. the grief of it, is yeah. the, the family that you lose, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it, at the time you need the most support, you know, to see, it's hard. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people don't come out, is because they're going to lose their mm-hmm. families, you know? Um, so yeah. I'm proud of Luna to not, she's like, I'm going to be me. I know that there's people that means that aren't going to be part of my life anymore. Um, you know, so for her to be able to do that, I love, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. being on where I am, seeing all sides, it's, it's such an awful position. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I, I am blown away by Luna too. Just what a wonderful example of how to live. Like that wouldn't have been me at that age, you know, that I didn't have that strength. I had a lot more insecurity and people pleasing and, you know, um, codependency. And she's a lot freer than the people who are making these statements. Do you have company in your room right now? Maybe. (laughs) And not a duck. James just walked in and he's making eyes at me. Oh. Our first video. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I could just see in your face. I hope, I hope you can see what he's doing in the reflection of my glasses. Right no, now. I I cannot. I cannot. But I I could just tell in your. I, might I could be blushing. 
I could just tell in your expression and your eyes kind of went up like you were looking at somebody. And I'm like, I think you have company right now. That's adorable. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, let's just talk for a little bit. It's already been almost 50 minutes stuff. That was one of the fastest ever. Um, but do you have any new stuff since the last time you recorded that you are into right now? Um, with... I do. You do. Okay, I better get my pencil ready. Well, I know. Okay, so I know there's one thing that we might want to discuss because you mentioned. So I briefly mentioned in a previous episode that did air um, mm -hmm. that I had stumbled upon in, in, uh, Enlightened on HBO mm -hmm. Max. And then I heard you've been watching it. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to discuss that yet, or do we want to save that for a later time? Well, we can discuss it a little. I'm not all the way through it yet, but um, I have what been watching. What season are you on? Season two. Okay. I'm in so like the, the first. Season. Yeah, and I think I've only seen like three, maybe, of the first okay. season. I mean, second season, but I blew, I blew through the first season, mm -hmm. and. I, you know, there's shorter episodes, so that helps uh, me not feel too bad about my gluttony. But, um, but I am watching it because you mentioned it, because I always love things that you recommend. And um, I think there are so many things to talk about in that show. And I'm, I'm blown away by the writing and the acting and... Um, I can never remember the actor's name, the main character, blonde Laura lady. Dern. Oh, thank you. It's been driving me crazy. I could have just and looked it up. Part, she's part creator. Okay. With Mike White. And Who is Mike White? I adore. I do too. I do too. And I yeah. love that you are seeing characters that aren't usually the main characters of shows. You know, mm -hmm. they're usually the. Um, you know, the side characters. Yeah. Um, and so I love that you're seeing that and you are also seeing um, all sides of their humanity, you know, like um, from the really ugly parts, you know, the, um, and then maybe peeling back and seeing, oh, here's their mom and how their mom <laughs> treats them. And, here's how their mom was treated and why they may be, you know, like just all yeah. those layers that we're doing constantly, at least I am, that's like work I'm constantly doing, but to see it in a show mm -hmm. that almost calls out some things that even I was just like, oh, that's a good point, you know? Yeah. I, you yeah. know, where I already, there's so many times, you know, we read all these books, uh, and these mindfulness and, you know, really working on my intuition and everything. And then, you know, and thinking I'm on, I'm on the good track. I'm, you know, almost getting too proud of it because then I'll watch some things in there and I'll be like, I feel called out, feel called out as a white lady. Or, <laughs> yep. you know, like, and, yep. um, and I like that. In a good way. It, yeah. Mm -hmm. In a very good way. Cause this mm -hmm. is the, this is the path I want to be on. This is, I do want to be better. And I want, I want to, um, I want to be me in my mold, not what was molded for me, you know, or mm -hmm. what is expected of us. So, um, I just love how deep that show made me think and just really look at 
um, everybody and why we do the things we do and hurt the way we hurt. Um, mm -hmm. And I felt like that you'll see, I think when you get to the end, but the first two seasons almost just feel like one big piece. Like it, mm -hmm. like that's, it was only two seasons. So it felt like almost like there was no time lost between seasons and it was just one big yeah. piece. That's kind of how I saw it, but. Um, yeah, I didn't even notice when it switched seasons. So it was pretty fluid, <laughs> you know, okay. like I, yes, I was exactly. like, what? I was like, yeah, what episode like am I on? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it's fascinating because I also am wrestling constantly with my participation in our capitalist society and like, or our forced mm -hmm. participation and wanting to, um, you know, really, I, I, it's all the things, all the pressures, all the things. And I just like, I loved how it was all portrayed in that show um yeah. but one so i do want to just mention again that i do think that it's worth pre-ordering laura's book laura tremaine's book the life council to get the pre-order bonuses because those secret tape podcast episodes are excellent and i i found all of them really fun like like laugh and i i was like i would go on walk like go for walks and be listening and i'm like people are probably looking at me because I'm like smiling and like kept having really great ideas and really appreciating um, how vulnerable her guests were being and um, one of the episodes is with Amber Haynes who um, I just adore and just listening to her voice and how she speaks like you'll just want yeah. to listen just to hear her voice um, so it's really great so um, we'll put a link I'm sure on how to do that like at the bonuses but basically if you pre-order you just like put in your order number and then you can load up and there's a bunch of podcast episodes that would be available to you I just highly recommend them it's not just about friendship but so many so many things that um, get talked about and there's a lot of anxiety talk <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of yeah. talks about anxiety that's definitely a common theme um, mm -hmm. and speaking of which I happen to come across because I was curious about this Corey Feldman podcast episode on Mayim Bialik's breakdown. Did you know Mayim Bialik has a podcast? I didn't. I just watch her mm -hmm. on Jeopardy sometimes. But um, yeah, so she has a podcast called Mayim Bialik's breakdown. And I saw that Corey Feldman was on and I was just really interested in seeing, you know, you listening. And yeah. Then I saw like the previous episode or one of another episode from February 28th was with Amber Tamblin. And um, it was about um, intuition or anxiety and just hmm. unknowing, is it my anxiety? Is it intuition? You know, is it fear or should I be listening to my intuition? And so I listened to that episode. That episode is excellent. Um, it came out February 28th, so it's very recent. And in it, Amber is basically promoting a recent book that she had come out. Um, it's a book of essays and it's called Listening in the Dark. And it's basically about reclaiming our intuition. Aww. And I just immediately ordered it and have been listening to it on Audible. And it is absolutely I just, I'm speechless about it, to be honest. One of the, I think it was like the second essay is by Dr. Napole Apellian, um, who I think was like Amber's doctor in some way or something. She's a biologist. And she, I guess she did a, a PBS show or something called Alone where you would go and live like in the woods on your own 
like okay. as long as you could and live off the earth or whatever. And she like explains about that, but it, it applies it to maybe our life and how, you know, the way we live now, we don't have our hunt hunting need and need to chop wood type of thing, you know, whatever's in us. Um, but she goes on to explain it in a way so much better than I am that just really awakened something in me. And then the next essay was, oh, I don't remember the name of the essay, but it's by um, Meredith Toulousen, who is a trans woman. And she, this essay moved me so much. And she basically is so honest and raw about growing up as a male and then transitioning and having a medical transition and her view of having an understanding of a male's view of life and then being a woman mm. and how it feels to see, have men be predatory in a way mm -hmm. that she didn't even intuit because of the way that she was brought up and the view of her world. Mm. It's so moving. I really wish everyone so far, I mean, it's worth the book just yeah. listening to the essay. And I just saw that she has a memoir out um, as well. So I'm just like, I'm going to have to check that out. Um, yeah. That book is so called good. Listening in the Dark. And it's essays about reclaiming our intuition. And I was just thinking, you know, I think that's something that through my depression and everything in the past few years, I think I thought maybe it was my my intuition that used to be so strong for me. I felt like maybe it was gone for good or it was just like low mode forever, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm starting this book, like especially the one with that Dr. Nicole Pellian or whatever, highlights on how you can hone and and empower your intuition and, and you can work on it so that it actually works, you know, yeah. or like you could be hearing better. And so that, um, was like exactly what I, I needed to hear right now, you know, because I yeah. felt like, Oh, that gives me something I'm noticing it. Cause I am like going on more walks and for me being outside is a huge thing that helps me. And so I'm just like looking forward to having nice weather and you know the change in seasons because that's so important to me and journaling I've been really really good about journaling every single day in an actual journal and sometimes it's just like a little list and other times it'll just be pages and pages like I'm thinking if anyone read this they would be like what is she on <laughs> like it's just it makes no nonsense because I'll repeat myself if I thought the earlier like the earlier sentence wasn't the exact way I wanted to word it. I'll just keep writing until I get it, you know? So kind of like the way I talk um, when I'm yep. like, what's the word? And mm -hmm. I'll just keep writing until I get it. And I feel like it is unlocking something. So anyway, that's, so that's great like all stuff. the meant there. Yeah, yeah. And we'll definitely put all that in the show notes because that's really good stuff. I have a technical question for you. Because I follow your directions. I pre-ordered the Life Council yes, and then got the confirmation and then I'm like, where do I put the confirmation okay. to get I think it's the podcast? Okay. I think you go to the Life Council bookbonuses.com. Okay. Um, but I do know if you go to Laura Tremaine's site and you click on like the Life Council, the link for the book bonuses is right there and it's super easy. It's just like a okay. little fill in thing where you fill in 
like your confirmation number or whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And I want to say, you know, in a short time period, it'll, you'll get an email with instructions on how to, um, add the secret tapes to your podcast. Cause you have to add it via URL cause they're going to give you a special URL. So, okay. But there's, they give really great instructions on how to do that. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. I, um, it took me a while, but I finished listening to Dave Grawl's memoir, hmm. the storyteller, um, which was a good, it was a good listen. Um, I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's a good writer. He's a really good writer. And it's just interesting. These rock and roll stories, you know, that it, it didn't, it didn't, uh, hit me like, uh, Oh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, just story after story of wild, you know, it wasn't like that. It is about a passion for music and a passion for people. And, um, and of course, cool stories of like who he's gotten to meet and play for and all that stuff. So that was really good. Um, and then I just started, I haven't listened to fiction in quite some time. And, um, I've been wanting to listen, listen to Our Missing Hearts by Celeste Ng, Mm. um, yeah, so she's, I've loved her other books, and um, this, people have just been raving about Our Missing Hearts, so I started that when I've been listening to that, and just a little ways into it, I don't even know how many chapters into it I'm, but it's captivating, it's from the perspective of a young boy, which I just love, I love books that have, um, you know, a, a kid's story, but it's an adult book, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then, um, yeah, I've been listening, I mean, watching Enlightened, that's pretty much all I've been watching since you told me about it. Um, and yeah, I think another time we'll have to talk about when I finish it, we'll talk about the ins and outs of it and try not to give too many spoilers and maybe give people a chance now who are listening to start watching it so that they know what we're talking about. But, and I think that's it. We're at an hour and we're here on we it was fun it was fun to be able to see you i just want to grab your little grab your cute little face and squeeze it i feel like yeah it did it made it a lot easier i felt like i interrupted you less because it's hard when you can't see each other that's true because i could like see oh maybe i could jump in here's a a moment yeah yeah that's definitely a good yeah that should help look at how we are learning we are learning so much like when to take turns talking yeah (laughs) okay well have a great rest of your sunday i'm gonna go make some food and get it over to my parents and that's it that's what i'm doing that sounds good we're having leftovers and i think i'm going to you know keep practicing my radical rest today good good okay steph Who knows when this will be released to the world. I'll need some help figuring out how to edit it and publish it. But I have, um, I I should mention Todd Anderson. He's a local friend of mine that has been super helpful um, getting us on a different track. Yeah, yay, Todd. In the future, (laughs) maybe he'll be um, in the room so I can go, this is Todd. And uh, while he's teaching me what I'm doing. So, yay. It's all good. Thank you for meeting me here on the camera. I mean, on the, what is this called? A laptop. Well, thanks for having me. Well, you know. It's a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) It is. I love you, Steph. I love you.
I'll see you soon. Okay. Bye.